Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. All right, everybody. Today for the show, you got me, Scott Schimmel. President, Chief Guide of the U School. And today we're talking about moments. That's the theme of the month. Everybody goes into education. Anybody who works with kids, I'm talking about teachers, admin, principals, counselors, coaches, parents. We want to have moments with students, moments of connection, moments of insight, moments of self discovery, where the moment that you designed whether it's with a classroom or a team or around the dinner table, where your students are coming alive, they're connecting, they're having moments of empathy with one another, they're learning new things, they're learning about themselves, they're connecting with you. We want those moments. We all want those moments where we know that we're impacting lives, where we know that what we're designing is being effective. Because we're not just trying to get information into the minds of students. We want to shape their hearts. We believe coming alongside students at key development points is going to be something that impacts their lives forever. And so how do we do that more? That's the the big question that we've been wrestling with through our podcast, through our blog, and through lots of the uh, resources that we're putting out. And so here's a perspective. That's what this episode is about, is how do we create more moments? So Dan Siegel... Dan Siegel's a neuroscientist, he's a child psychologist, he's written a lot of great stuff out of UCLA around uh, parenting, the teenage adolescent brain, around mindfulness and meditation. He's got a great book called Brainstorm, The Power and Purpose of the Teenage Brain. And in it, and not just this book, but other books, he talks a lot about the outside world, the external world in comparison to the in the inner world, the inside world. So, outer world as it relates to students. Uh, picture this, classroom. The external world is the slides, it's the lesson plan, it's the content that you have, it's the worksheets that are printed out, it's the textbooks, it's the Chromebooks, it's the information that you have, it's the discussions you lead, it's the projects that you assign, it's the tests that you give, the papers that you assign, it's the assignments. That's the external world. And in a typical school, whether you're a, a, like a four by four block schedule or you're going through all six or seven periods every single day, no matter what the environment is, middle school, high school, there's a lot that's going on in the external world. Students, if you think about the student experience, they're literally standing up every, let's say, 50 minutes or two hours, walking over to a different office, a different classroom, sitting down, readjusting to the external surroundings. They're now sitting by different people. There's different visuals, there's different topics of discussion, there's different slides coming at them, there's different worksheets, there's different notes, note-taking. That's all the external world. That's all the external world. That's most of what we do is manage the external world. But here's what Dan Siegel says. If, if all we do is the external world, if that's all we focus on, if that's all we pay attention to, we're going to miss the inner world. And the inner world is where moments happen. The inner world is where we can have connection, where students can 
get to insight or self-discovery or empathy or attunement. That's the rich, deep stuff. So most of what we're doing, most of what we're managing, most of what we're talking about and planning, most of the student experience is the external world. But here's what we're trying to suggest, that you as the teacher, as the coach, as the parent, would actually think about that and design to engage the student's inner world. So how do you do that? We want to let you know that this month we have a free resource for you that you can download. It's called Cultivating Moments, a take it with you toolkit to cultivate a classroom environment where you connect deeply for insight, for whimsy, and for discovery. One of the things we hear from teachers all the time is how do I design a classroom environment where we can connect and have moments of deep connection. So this downloadable resource for you that's available for free can give you some thoughts and guidance for what you can do given the limited capacity that you have, given all the constraints that you have, how you can use foresight and a little bit of planning to cultivate a classroom environment where moments can naturally occur. All you got to do is go to bit.ly slash cultivating moments. That's B-I-T period L-Y forward slash cultivating moments. And we will get you that free resource in a minute. So go to that website and check it out. Dan Siegel has this great acronym, SIFT. SIFT. And the SIFT is all about the inner world. The external world is there, of course. But how do we have moments that are designed to get to the inner world. So his acronym SIFT, S stands for sensing. And so literally he has exercises that he recommends around guiding students for 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, to just take a moment and consider their inner worlds. So sense, how, you know, where are they feeling? What are they feeling inside their bodies? Are they feeling anxiety? Are they feeling pressure? Are they feeling sick? Are they feeling uh, relaxed? Like what are they feeling? I, SIFT. Uh, so S is sensing, I is images. What kind of images are floating to your brain? Just for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, what images are coming out? Pay attention to them, notice them. F is feelings. What kind of feelings do you have? Emotions. This is a different part of the inner world. And then finally T is thoughts. So what kind of thoughts are coming through your brain? Notice them, think about them. Because the inner world, that sift, the body, the images, the feelings, the thoughts, all of that for a student as they're participating in the external world, it's that inner world stuff that's swirling, that's active, and quite frankly, it's dominating everything else. It wins. The inner world wins in terms of their engagement, their attention, their ability to listen, even their ability to learn. And so unless and until we learn how to guide students to pay attention to their inner world, we're not going to be as effective in the external world. Does that make sense? Until and unless we can model for them and lead them and guide them to pay more attention, to give space and time in the day, every day, for them to attune to and pay attention to their own inner world, their own body, their own images, the feelings that they have, their thoughts, unless we take them there, we will not be as effective on the external things that are important to us, likely the things that we get measured for. If you're a coach, it's about competition, competing, winning, getting better. If you're a teacher, it's about uh, test scores, perhaps, or graduation rates, or pass rates in the AP exam. We have to learn how to guide students into their inner world. 
so that they can be present, so that they can receive the stuff that we've got for them in the external world. So how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, there's three ways. Three ways that we've learned. Three ways that we talk about quite a bit. One is stories. So stories have a way, almost a magical effect. That's definitely not a science word. A magical effect on a group of students. When you tell a story, particularly an engaging, relevant, personal, vulnerable, real story, there's a way. Uh, it, it literally cuts through all the external noise, all the external busyness, and a moment happens. A moment of inner world stuff. The inner world emerges and comes out. So next month, we're spending the entire month talking about story and stories. The second one is interaction, by you guiding interaction. So here's what interaction looks like. It's by you setting out a reflective question, an open-ended question for them to engage their inner world stuff and giving literally time and space for them to share and connect. And what we're doing in that sharing and connecting as we ask those thoughtful, open-ended, reflective questions, is we're literally attuning to them. We're literally helping them pay attention more to their inner worlds, giving the, the inner world space and time, helping the inner world get organized, helping the inner world uh, uh, get integrated into the external world. And finally, the third one would be guided exercises. So it was stories, it was interaction that we lead, and then finally guided exercise, most notably, Meditation, mindfulness exercises, mindfulness and meditation exercises. That's why earlier this month, we spent time filming Travis Sevilla. He's a art teacher at Canyon Crest Academy, which is a public high school, about 2,600 students in the middle of San Diego, suburbs, Carmel Valley. It's one of the top performing public schools in the state of California, and he's teaching art. And what I found out as Travis was sharing with me, that he leads every single class period when a new group of students comes into his room, every single time he guides them through a mindfulness meditation exercise, starting with one minute, going up to three minutes, five minutes, and sometimes a little bit longer, every single time. I had to go find out, so I wanted to go see. I went and visited his class, I think twice now, and watched Travis lead his students in a mindfulness meditation exercise. And it's amazing. Uh, and this is not the first week of school that I went. It wasn't the first couple weeks. It was after the students had gotten used to it. And what he does is he just has them turn off technology. And he speaks over them and, and guides them to close their eyes and pay attention to their breath and, and uh, slow down and do nothing else for a few moments of silence. They don't look at each other. They don't bother each other. There's no um, worksheet to do. There's... So literally, it's, it's shutting off the external world for a minute or two or three, and then paying attention to the inner world. There's no foo-foo stuff going on. There's no sense of spirituality or uh, religiosity in the way he leads it. It's a very benign, neutral meditation exercise. And what happens? Beautiful. Literally, the tone, the palpable tone in the classroom changes from noise and busyness and uh, I could sense a little bit of anxiety to calmness, peace, quiet. I asked Travis, why does he do that? And he said, well, I can't imagine not doing it. But when students are going from classroom to classroom, they've got assignments and they've got expectations and they've got homework building up. 
we just need to create a moment for them to emerge their true selves, the, who they really are, and tap into themselves and pay attention to what's really going on because you can miss it. You can go through a day, a week, a year, a lifetime, and if you don't pay attention to the inner world, you can miss it. And so what Travis is doing is taking his role, taking the opportunity to carve out one, three, five, sometimes 10 minutes every single class period. And yes, that, that pulls away from instructional time. Yes, that pulls away from the external world. But what he has seen is that they can go further faster after they've paid attention, after they've slowed down and paid attention to the inner world. So what we've got available, I went and filmed Travis. We filmed Travis leading a uh, guided mindfulness meditation exercise. And there's two versions of it that you can use with your students, with your family, with your kids, with your team. It's simply on a Vimeo channel and uh, press play. And there's Travis on film leading the exercise. If and this is for some of you who just feel uncomfortable, perhaps leading an exercise like that, haven't done it much yourself, or just don't know exactly what words to say, press play on Travis. There's a three minute version and a six minute version, which really turns into about two minutes of meditation and about five minutes of meditation for the students because there's about a minute of getting set up there. So those are available to you. Also, there's another video of him explaining it's really for you, it's not for students, but it's explaining why he does it, how he does it, just some wise tips, common sense tips for how to engage and lead students in exercise. So if you want that, there's a few ways to get it very easily. Show notes for this podcast episode. Also feel free to drop us a line, send us an email, info at theuseful.com. And it will also be available on our Vimeo channel if you're available there. And Vimeo typically, is not blocked into schools through their firewall like YouTube is. So uh, try it. Go watch it yourself. Spend a week doing this exercise on your own in the morning or at night or both. Maybe experiment with a, a classroom of students that you feel comfortable with. But the overall point, the overall why we're even talking about this, uh, you know, we believe you went into this work, into this business to have meaningful moments of connection and insight and self-discovery and empathy with students and to shape their hearts and minds for the future. And if all we're doing is managing the external world, and there's quite a lot of it, there's more than enough of it, we might never get to those moments. And so guide them into the inner world through stories, through interaction, through guided exercises like mindfulness meditation, and pay attention to the moments that happen. This is your life. This is your story. Don't let anybody else write it. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Use School Podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a new free mini course that's available for you. It's called the Real Me Course. It's available on our website. Go to theuseschool.com forward slash register. Create an account and you'll see the Real Me Course available for you for free. Within three quick exercises, you can get clear about your identity, about who you are, and what matters to you. Let us guide you through video and through interactive prompts for you to figure out and get clear about your real story. So go to theuseful.com and thanks for joining us today.